I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. So I love when you get a song stuck in your head and then you finally get it out of your head um, only to have it put back in your head again. So last Friday... Um, someone had come to our swim practice with this cute little swim cat, um, all adults, <laughs> but, um, had, and it had like a f- tail on the back of it and a fin at the top and it was a shark. And so as I was swimming behind them, I was got that song in my head, like baby shark to do to baby shark to do. And I, no joke, had that song in my head all week and finally got the song out of my head only to have it put back in my head by my favorite podcast anyway i just thought it was funny i was like god oh i can't swear but you know got that stupid song back in my head thanks guys okay sarah jamila we have jamila here with us i'm I'm gonna introduce her in a minute but first i want to play a song for you all ready this is the dance remix of this particular tune listeners that is so mean (laughs) I'm so grateful for the voicemail I mean thank you for telling us how much you love us putting baby shark into your head um but yes I didn't I had never listened to that whole song like I only knew the snippets from like TikTok right did you Jamila are you familiar with this song so I am I'm not the remix I'm like trying to download it now. was pretty sweet yeah there's also like there's a dance that was the dance remix and there's also like another one like a DJ version that has like extended like dance music added. there's no need for that like are they going to play that in some dance clubs like you know oh, I think people they probably do mm-hmm. wow that's really sad mm-hmm so I'm not gonna lie. After you get past the "Oh my God, not again," it's like, "All right, let's go with it." Let's yeah, see, that's it. That's it. Imagine you're like drunk. You're like some club. Yeah. Like, and then Baby Shark the dance remix comes on. Like everybody goes crazy at that point. No, you're right. You're right. I think I think they're sober. You know, listening and then not sober. Right. Um, yeah. So for everyone who's drunk while listening to this podcast, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we have um, Jamila Gail Eggins with us here again, um, and she is our feisty triathlon community innovator. Um, she's a feisty coach, and she's also a divvy bike specialist now, apparently. <laughs> Hi, Jamila. Hi, just don't check my credentials. <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to talk about the Divi bike race in a minute, but Jamila, you have loads of pets, so I know you have lots of fun animal stories for us. I do. I am actually waiting because what normally happens is the cats hear me in here talking and start singing the song of their people outside the door. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they think it's like an uh, idol rehearsal or whatnot, but it's just like, this is my moment. I'm going to be discovered. Like, here we go. <laughs> and they Aww. give it their all. Oh, That's yeah. So but cute. It, so true story. Like, I have cats with missing teeth, right? Um, they're not really that old. Um, I don't know what happened to their teeth and they're missing opposing canines, right? So one is missing the right oh. and one is missing the left. <laughs> <laughs> and so whatever. So like two different cats. Yes, two different cats. <laughs> and so I know what happened to one of them. She got into a fight with a dog. We know where that one was lost. Um, but I came home one day and the other one like meowed at me and she was missing the opposite one. And I'm like, what happened? And so um, every time someone meets the cats, like I have to explain, like, listen, like, I know this looks very bad. Like, <laughs> like we did not do anything like, to we're the not cats. abusing our cats over here. <laughs> yeah. And, the, you know, in the vet every time it's like, hey, did you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Like, you know, we move like every other year. So every other year I have to explain to a vet why I have cats with opposing canines. <laughs> Can we go back to the one that lost it in the dog fight? Oh, like, did it get embedded in the dog? Like that's the so, mental image that I can't get over. That there's so, a dog out there with a cat tooth like stuck in it. So she <laughs> locked on. So we have a cat that doesn't know she's a cat. She thinks she's a dog. It's you know, she's really aggressive and in your face. And um, she like got into it with this dog and they locked on each other. Um, and they were like in this brawl. And I was like <gasps> screaming at the top of my lungs. She walked away. So no kidding, x-rays, everything, nothing wrong with her except for this missing, these missing teeth. And so like when she gets feisty, she like meows at you and she's like missing these teeth. But she's like, I will gum you up. <laughs> yeah don't mess don't mess with that cat what does the dog look me. like oh That's the dog yeah the dog uh took a beating <laughs> I just I still I mean and she's a runt she's like a tiny sassy mouthy little cat but she's not the singer the singer is the other one um so yeah so it's a it, so it's a madhouse here it's a zoo and um yeah at any point in time you're gonna hear hear them um uh, screaming do you do you have snails? Because I hear they make excellent pets. <laughs> so no, um, because I heard they're also escape artists. <laughs> I don't think I need anything else free roaming in this house. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I love it. Um, okay, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and get uh, the Divi bike race update. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lisa Ringerfield, co-founder of the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit. We are really excited to announce that the Outspoken Summit will be returning in 2021. This year has created an opportunity for triathletes to get back in the blocks and start to rebuild triathlon to create a more inclusive and welcoming space for all. Join us from the 12th to the 14th of November as we host a virtual summit to connect with like-minded women, center women's equity in the sport, hear from industry leaders, and develop leadership skills related to our roles in triathlon. The summit will provide a rich forum to develop strong voices, inspire others, and advocate for change in the sport we love. 
For more information and to sign up for the event, go to OutspokenSummit.com. We hope to see you there. Every day there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this, do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests, and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com forward slash riding as in if we were. Change is an inside job. Start inside. Okay, so Jamila, I we you know a while back we had a conversation with Lifetime Try, and I remember I knew you were going to Chicago, and I knew there was talk of you and using like a one of those public bikes that are just there, which they call Divi bikes, I guess. Um, but I just didn't realize it was happening now until I started to see it on Feisty Try Social, and I was so excited <laughs> that I shared it on my own social media. Um, so tell us, like you flew to Chicago. Um, and this, like the lifetime try has a Divi bike, like category specifically. Uh, yeah. So when I said, oh yeah, I'll go to Chicago. It was like, you know, Hey, I'm going to be there. And then they started talking about this, like, um, category where you didn't have to bring a bike. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll totally do that. Like I had no idea what a Divi bike was. And so, you know, I sign up and I'm all happy and smiley and I, I get there and I'm like looking for this thing, like what is a Divi bike? And I start walking the streets of Chicago and I see a guy and he's flying by, right? And I'm like, oh, all right, this isn't gonna be that bad. Well, his was electric. So, <laughs> so it was, it was everything I thought that riding a commuter bike uh, in a triathlon would be. <laughs> this, those things are tanks. So they are so heavy. Yeah, but the great thing is once you get it going, <laughs> like it's hard to stop. Oh, once it's like up to speed, it's like a train. Like it's like <laughs> like watch out. Oh yeah. So um yeah, so they had three gears and you know initially. So you would think like <laughs> three gears. <laughs> three just three. Was it hilly? Um, so there were two or three, like kind of you know, just little bumps. Um, had, had I been on a carbon bike, it would have been nothing. On that Divi bike, I'm like, oh God, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Remember, first gear is useless on this thing, right? So I really have two gears. Um, <laughs> so I just bounced back and forth between two and three. Um, but you could tell, like some of those people, I got passed by like four Divi bikes. <laughs> someone's coming up and I'm like please don't be a divvy bike please don't be a divvy bike okay so this is what I was wondering about is like there's a whole category so was there like a level of competitiveness amongst like the divvy bike people oh yeah but I realized like I was out of the lead 
<laughs> I was like, kickstand, all right, I see. And I, I'm trying to get on there and I didn't really make good adjustments because it's, I mean, it's a commuter bike. I, the seat was like the size of my head. So. Oh no. <laughs> Oh yeah, but it was like it was fun. I had a basket on the front and I threw my water bottle in the front. (laughs) There's no water bottle holder, clearly. That so (laughs) wow. So clearly there was not. (laughs) You you can put like you could put the number on, no problem. There's plenty of area for that. So there was so much area for numbers. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, we we had our numbers on there, and then like like I said, you had this basket, but it didn't really hold. Like so, I hit a bump, and my water bottle flew off. <laughs> um, but it was a three lap course, so I was like, well, I can't take, I can't slow down now. So I'll get it on the next <laughs> lap. <laughs> Went back and got my noon. <laughs> so many questions. Okay. Number one question, how many people were in this Divi bike category, do you think? Rough estimate. Yeah, so it had to be between 30, 35, maybe maybe even closer to 40. It was a lot of people. Yeah. And did any Divi bike people beat any normal bike people? So that I don't know because we were a staggered start. So listen, some guy came by me hauling. And I was like, (laughs) oh, it's hot. And I'm on this this tank of a bike. And he just flew past me like I wasn't moving. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness. You have to be a commuter. Like, you have to ride this thing every day. Um, So I didn't go back and look at the results. But I I would imagine, I mean, there were some people that were, like, out there meaning business on these things. So... So yeah, it was a good time had by all. I wish I had the electric one though. That would have been helpful. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for that long, category next time. Like how long was the bike ride? Uh it was 10K. And so um, so now they have serious like bikers out here on a super sprint because they do a an event called the triple where you do all three races. So you do the super sprint on um saturday then you do the olympic and then you do the sprint on sunday so they do the olympic and the sprint so we have you know you go through transition and it's like you know you had the serious people doing the triple you had you know people who just wanted to do tries and you had all type of different bikes there and in the back you have this like sea of blue and those are us divvy people And we're we're the we're the real like riders of this because for you to push that divvy bike out there you yeah. like it was it was a good it. time though yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you you trying can't take yourself too seriously on one of those things <laughs> trying to get arrow <laughs> I'm just in my basket is there a bell <laughs> um yes yes there was a bell <laughs> that's how I knew I was getting passed by divvy bikes <laughs> like ding ding that's awesome so do we think that like do you think Jamila that it is um that it is a good thing for triathlon I mean do you think that people did people show up who didn't actually have bikes because so yeah absolutely so there were a lot of newbies who maybe weren't committed to cycling yet and Mm -hmm. you know and then there were people like me who I mean it was just awesome not to have to travel with a bike right and to be able to go out and just have a good time on a course um because let's face you you can't take yourself too seriously when you're like grinding out in two gears uh down this course so I think it was amazing because like I said I there were a lot of people out there 
who um, I met a lot of beginners. I met a couple of people I think were from out of the area and were maybe there to support somebody doing the other races. And so it gave them an opportunity to race. Um, and then you had people who, you know, maybe may or may not be committed to the sport yet. And so uh, it was, a, I, I had a great time. It felt very nostalgic for me because mm. Super Sprint is the distance I started in. So, mm. you know, to be able to come back and do Super Sprint. And I remember the first like start line that I was at and it was so big to me. And so to be able to be out there at this Super Sprint, you know, with all these people who are like, going to eventually fall in love with our sport, right? You're looking at them and you're like, well, you know, this person here may be the next, you know, person who ends up being a pro. You don't know because this is like, they're, you're getting people exposed to the sport. So, right. yeah. I feel like I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I'm on my way out of triathlon and now I want to <laughs> go and do a super sprint. Like that's about the only thing I would do. Like a 10K bike ride sounds perfect to me. It well, was the perfect distance. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't want to probably ride that much longer on one of those bikes, having been on them before. Like there would be some serious chafing potential. True. You know, though like some of the mechanics can be a little suspect. You know, as you said, you only had two out of three gears. Yeah, that would be I don't want to ride that far on my road bike, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I want to do I want to do like is there anywhere that does sort of like the the relay like in like the sprint relay like in the Olympics oh like I, I would love to do that I don't know about that yeah maybe we should start it maybe that's our next thing like yeah. first of all I love like that there's a team aspect I love the fact mm -hmm. that it takes like 20 minutes to do your whole segment and then you like pass off to your next teammate well it took 20 minutes for the olympians might be a little longer but, um <laughs> it didn't take a full 20 minutes maybe 17. um so yeah i i think i think that there's something there yeah and if you provide divvy bikes like you know i'm in even better even better so now now my gears are turning about how you could do something similar in other towns that might not even have those commuter bikes. Like, I think it'd be cool. You know how every town, like people just leave bikes out and they get collected by cities or towns. And like, it would be awesome to have a race where there's just like a pile of bikes and you just, you know, pick like the city provides it to the triathlon and it's kind of a crapshoot what size bike you're going to get. Like you could be a huge guy on some like little girl's bike, but it's just like you draw it out of the hat. That would be really fun. Mm -hmm. this, I mean, this is, this is not a great idea, but it's just coming it's, to me. It's a work in progress. It's a bit like the pentathlon where you, they just hand you a Totally. Bike, except yeah. it's like a bike. Right. So that modern pentathlon, you don't get like, you're not bringing your horse over. It's just a random draw like for random what horse you get, but a random draw for a bike. And these would just be junky bikes. Oh, that could be so much fun. It could go really wrong though, for like a really tiny person who ends up like not being able to reach the pedals or something. I just keep seeing like a unicycle. <laughs> How did I get this? How did I get this? That would be awesome. Or like Rosie used to have this like giant trek tricycle it was amazing like it was like 
this was like it's because I worked at a bike store at the time so otherwise I would have never spent this, this much money on a tricycle but it was like legit like massive like $500 worth of bike you know and you could stand like it had feet things in the back so she could sit on it like a tricycle you know and like pedal her little feet and then I could stand on the back and she could pedal me that's great yeah or I could like push a little bit with my foot oh that's super cute I would race on that thing on the back of it or would you pedal you could also do it like it's it's like it's a really robust piece of equipment like I could actually ride it I mean I used to ride them around the bike shop I remember (laughs) um okay so on this like this this week we're talking a lot about triathlon apparently it's it's out of character for us Sarah yeah um but the Collins Cup was this week um Mm -hmm. and we talked before the race and um before the race before the show and I guess none of us really watched the whole thing is that correct yeah I I tuned into parts of it I'll be I'll be honest um I found the coverage a little confusing and I, I'm surprised given how much money they put into the whole thing. It's It was very well produced in terms of like, you know, the official outfits and seems like they took great care of the, the athletes and everything. Uh, but it wasn't as dialed in with the production value for, yeah, it was just kind of all over the place, tough to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool to see. I mean, obviously I was cheering for Team USA and they had a nice strong start. It was exciting to see you know, young Taylor Nib just throw down. Uh, and yeah, as I kind of expected, the, the team Europe dominated. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know whether it has potential as a thing for TV audiences to really get into. I haven't talked to anybody who isn't already interested in triathlon who watched it. So I'd be interested from that standpoint, because that's the goal is to get non-triathlon people into it. That's the only way this, you know, model is viable. So if anybody has any non-triathlon friends who tuned in, if they want to send us a voicemail, please do, because I'm really curious what they thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, we talked a lot about like, if we are confused, then a non-triathlon audience would be extremely confused. Um, Ellen said, uh, Ellen, who's our creative director, she's like, I was doing math during the race to see who was ahead. She's like, I shouldn't have to do math to watch sport, um, which I think is a fair point. Um, the other thing that we thought was funny too, like from our Canadian perspective, because we we're just like lumped in into the internationals. Mm. And that seems weird. Like, I know, I think it was based off of a big golf tournament. Um, mm-hmm. where they have like a European team is it the Ryder Cup Ryder Cup yeah yeah and then they have the international team so there is like a basis for that but it feels weird because it's like uh, we have a lot of really good Canadians we could have our own team like Australia they could have had a team and the, the outfits were weird because they looked they were wearing like yellow and green the international team was wearing like yellow and green but it had like this weird like maple red maple leaf on their chest like (laughs) oh the international team definitely lost the attractive uniform cost contest like euro number one most attractive costumes i mean they're not costumes uniforms um yeah i was thinking that too like i actually thought it would have been more competitive if you had like team north america and Mm -hmm. and combined the u.s and i also felt like you know, because of Brexit, should the Brits really be in Team Europe? 
I don't know. It's up for debate. I feel like if they were on Team International, it would have been a really close little competition going on. That's yep. true. Or just to be more like that's it's so US centric to have like the American yes. their own team, but everybody else is a yes. region. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like, it's like us and then everybody else. <laughs> like, yeah. I I think that's a little weird too. Yeah. Um Ellen had an interesting observation as well. Um that if they do like again sort of like so the pto and the collins cup like they're kind of all in i think as far as i know on the idea that if they can bring triathlon into the mainstream with an interesting race format they can get broadcast big broadcast rights the sponsors will come so it's kind of like a i appreciate it as an entrepreneur um <laughs> because you're kind of like all in on this big vision and it's funded the same way like if you were vc funded you know it's the same process um and you're just either going to make it or not like <laughs> um so i i get that um but <laughs> no but and that but the question we've all been sort of asking as time has gone on is like is it is it going to work you know because lots of people have tried to get triathlon into the mainstream it hasn't but um and haven't they haven't been successful but um ellen's observation was like it would be really cool if they succeeded because of because of the fact that the men and the women are racing together on an equal format and because of the way that the men and the women were on the podium um in equal and like on in terms of big tv and broadcast like we're used to seeing podiums of all men like nascar um mm -hmm. and other things like like we're just kind of programmed like that so actually seeing a podium that was um that had some gender equality to it would be really cool. Um, that's something I hadn't thought about before in those terms. Like, mm. of course, I spend a lot of time thinking about women in sport, but like just that in those terms, like if they are successful, that actually will have a sport that is that has that um, that has some sense of gender equality. Um, well, just going back, going back to your mixed team relay. I mean, same thing. Like that's you know just in in general um you know the more we can promote women on the same you know similar platform as men awesome yeah. all for it i see so and there's like we also ha had another conversation with someone else yesterday too that like i think part of the idea is to um is to have a format where long distance triathlon can be on television right mm -hmm. but like yeah actually it would be way more fun if we just like had a super, super short race that was super intense and amazing. And like at a track, for example, where you just like biked a super short distance and ran like where it was like high intensity fun. Um, that doesn't help the long course athletes long-term but it probably would help the sport. Well, that's that's super league, right? Um, and I don't know, cause my understanding is that is uh, funded primarily by some Russian oligarch. Um, <laughs> And I don't, I don't know what kind of profits, if any, they're starting to turn, uh, but they have pretty big TV contracts as far as I, as far right. as I know, they still do for uh, televising Super yeah. League. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where if I were the Collins Cup organizers looking to see how that has taken off, whether or not it has, mm -hmm. and, you know, whether or not that helps kind of steer you in the direction of being profitable because ultimately if these formats are not profitable and they only rely on the um uh shall we say largesse the financial largesse of 
like one benefactor, mm-hmm. that is not a good business model as far no. as I know. I'm not a business person. I will have you answer that question, but yeah. Is that a sustainable model having one person basically <laughs> write checks? <laughs> <laughs> depends what you consider sustainable. It depends how much money the one person has. Excellent how point. How he or she is to bankrolling triathlon. Right. If Jeff Bezos like wants to get into like watch the Collins Cup this past weekend and yeah. is all about it, then you know this thing has a a future for sure. Some legs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Okay, let's take a break and come back and do a little I rock because. If We Were Riding is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Riding. And we love hearing from our feisty friends. So please send us a voicemail at sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah without an H. Right. So just grab your phone, record an audio file and email it to me and we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. Not it. (laughs) What? Sarah, okay, that's fair because last time I did make you go first. You did, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. So I rock because, oh, and, and for any listener who has never heard this before, I rock because basically is like our mini pat on the back for ourselves because we feel like people don't do that enough. Like we're just kind of celebrating the, our small oh, victories I see, in life. I I like, yeah, yeah. I like, she's patting herself. What? I'm like, oh, she's. Oh, so, no, I'm explaining. I'm explaining because <laughs> it's been a while since our very first one. Mm. Um, and it's the only recurring segment that has actually recurred. <laughs> yeah. All right. So sorry. I rock because I just gave a long convoluted answer to why I rock. Um, <laughs> no fair. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shoot. <laughs> I rock because uh, the baby was being a real pain in the butt and not wanting to go to bed. And finally, I got to the point where I handed him off and I feel really good about it because, you know, Ben is perfectly capable of getting him to sleep. And it can't always be me. Like, this isn't always the mom's labor. So, yeah. I'm getting more comfortable with that. I love it. Um, okay, Jamila, you want to give us an I rock because? Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> I rock because we're rocking out on the Facebook Live with some really cool conversations about um, general questions in triathlon. So Coach Miranda Bush and I, um, every Wednesday at 11 uh, Pacific, get to talk about something that we love so much. And so I rock because I get to wake up every day and do something that I really enjoy. Oh, fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Okay. First of all, how do people watch your Facebook Lives? 
<laughs> so they just joined the feisty triathlon community which is under the iron women's page um and then we record and there are also replays available um, where we just tackle some of the normal questions that people have in groups so last week we talked about you know the cost of triathlon because it's real um, <laughs> And then this week, tomorrow, we're actually talking about goals and how to pick the right race and, you know, um, pick the right goal for you uh, with the sport. So super excited. Wow. You, you know why you rock? Because you actually made this a triathlon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a triathlon answer. That was, I know. Oh my goodness, I forgot we could do that. And we talked about a Divi bike super sprint and the Collins Cup. Like, I'm so proud of us right now. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Okay, now it's me, and I have no idea what I'm going to say. Um, <clears throat> okay. I rock because uh, I've made some really big decisions this week um, that were hard to make, and I did it. Ooh. <laughs> that's now I just left it. It's like that's like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh that's all you're gonna say. Okay, fine. They're like a lot of like so okay. I feel like I've just been the last couple of weeks, I've been in a super like creative space. And there's a lot of balls in the air and there's a lot of decisions I had to make. So um a lot of them there's, you know, like the Delta variant with COVID is re-emerging. So we had to decide about we had to decide about our um live summit uh that's coming up and then um i've been you know trying to figure out because i'm going to up, upgrade my condo because it's kind of too small for me and a, and a soon-to-be teenager so i've been trying to figure out like where do i want to live um do i want to own a house or not um because that's a that's a big commitment too especially on my own um just like that so i've made i was like sort of starting to figure out where like what part, when I say where I want to live, I don't mean like I'm leaving cities. I mean like where in Victoria I want to actually live and, mm. and have a place that's my home. Um, there's that. I made a couple other like big business decisions and um, connections. So that's it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Can I have a second I rock because? Yes. I just, oh my gosh. You I can have as many as you want. So I feel, yeah. I, uh, so I did... I bike raced this past weekend. What? <laughs> I know. And it, it was so much fun. It was a gravel race. Uh, and it was kind of hard because I was gone for like seven hours from the little one. And it was pouring the first like two hours. So like I came back just covered in mud and grit. My eyes were bloodshot from having like grit and gravel in my eyes for hours um but it was really fun I didn't care that like I have not trained for it I had a blast was part of my community um and enjoyed kind of just time for myself like it was mm. it, before before the podcast I I came in a little late and I heard the two of you talking about how racing is kind of a vacation when you're a parent mm -hmm. um and it, that's kind of what it felt like it felt like a mini vacation like to myself that day and I came back and the baby was totally fine without me um but just I I don't think anybody there are people who are way way lots of people were way faster than me but I don't think anybody had more fun than I did like I had a huge grin plastered on my face the entire time 
That's amazing. That's a good one, Sarah. Mm -hmm. How how many weeks are you right now? Six. Yeah. Oh, he's six weeks old. Yeah. And you got away for seven hours. That's yeah. Like, I'm proud of you. That's great. Yeah. It was great. It was really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I needed it. Mm -hmm. I've been going a little crazy. I love him to death, but I'm going a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you for like recognizing that and doing something about it. There, there was a lot of stockpiling before I left. Um, so he was well fed. <laughs> I was like, the whole time you're telling that story, I'm like, should I ask about her boobs? <laughs> oh, they were, they hurt so much. <laughs> so much pain. But like, I, you know, I had the pump in the car, um, but I actually thought like, maybe I should have had somebody at one of the aid stations and just stopped and like, you know, relieved yeah. myself. <laughs> That's a wrong description, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> when, um, when Rosie was five months old, I went to do the half in St. Croix, um, which is quite far away wow. from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my pump, I had a little hand pump that I took with me and it broke. <gasps> and so I spent the entire, I feel like I've told this story before, but I would like have like multiple warm showers a day where I was like manually expressing milk <laughs> like they my homestay must have thought I was crazy like she's having another shower and you can't be like oh hey did you notice all the showers I'm having it's just because like my pump broke and I'm expressing milk <laughs> oh my gosh mm -hmm. I can't even imagine that sounds awful painful, yeah and then you know yeah. it's like you're um like because you want to keep producing milk in the same am amounts right um and so I had to go home and kind of like make up for lost time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, thankfully I didn't have to like stop at the side of the road and, you know, milk myself. <laughs> Luckily I didn't come to that. Oh, geez. On, on that note, I think we should wrap it up before, you know things get too real for people <laughs> i don't know how it gets more real um thanks for being here jamila thanks for having me i what one of the things that you can't hear on the podcast is that jamila has the most amazing bookshelf with like color coordinated books and i just i'm in so much awe because oh, wait, i i have piles of books on the floor in my attic and that's that's my bookshelf so you know, shout out to not only being an amazing guest and keeping us on the triathlon path of this podcast, but also for your incredible bookshelf. Um, thanks for listening to another week of If We Were Writing and keep on doing whatever you need to do, whether that's taking out a divvy bike for a triathlon, expressing milk in the shower, or organizing your books so that it's just awe-inspiring. <laughs> None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching